0: Welcome to This Is The Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet best-selling author Nadia Boltz-Weber, film critic and historian David Thompson, and adventurous debut author Will Hunt. Hear the personal stories and moments and movies that inspired their audiobooks. Plus, hear which author would want Lisa Simpson to narrate her audiobook. Enjoy!
1: Hi, this is Nadia Boltsweather. I wrote Shameless, a sexual reformation, really because I kept hearing people's stories about how the messages of the church around sex and the body had caused them harm. And I wanted to sort of do a DNA test of that harm and figure out where the messages came from and how they affected people. Probably my most personal stories I've ever written are in this book, but it also has the voices of a lot of other people in it as well. My hope is that it's healing and can uh, create a sort of non-anxious conversation around sex and sexuality for people moving forward. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be exhausting. Just because maintaining that much focus, making sure you're not making extraneous sounds and that you are um, sort of communicating not just the words on the page, but what they mean and how they feel. And also, I, it's exhausting because I, I really did try to be emotionally present to what I was saying. And so when I was recalling events from the past, I was very much in those events in my mind as I was saying the words I mean, all I did was stand and read words and for a whole day and yet I was just trashed each night. There was only one word that I didn't pronounce correctly. I said a plum and it's actually a plum. It's one of those words I'd read several times, but people don't really use it when they're speaking much, so I I didn't know how it was pronounced. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast probably Lisa Simpson. <laughs> the audiobook I really love is Cheryl Strade's Tiny Beautiful Things. In seminary, you have to take pastoral care class. It's one of these things you learn when you're doing it rather than in class necessarily. And I feel like I learned more about pastoral care what it's like to sit in a space of compassion and truth-telling with another person. I feel like I learned more about it listening to an agnostic read her book than I ever did in seminary. I probably listen to it once a year.
2: Hi there. I'm David Thompson. I wrote my book because... I realized at an advanced age how far going to the movies had really educated or miseducated me about falling in love, about sort of relationships with other people. I became increasingly interested in what the movies had done to influence our whole sense of desire and sexual behavior. At the outset of the book, I talk about Bonnie and Clyde, which was a long time ago now, but when I first saw it in 1967, in ways I'm still puzzling over, it dug into my sense of what was attractive in people, what it was about people falling in love. I was amazed day after day how tired I was. I've been a teacher, I've lectured, I've used my voice a lot, but I'm older than I've ever been before, like most people, and I found it a strain on my voice, but it was a strain in terms of the concentration, because I wanted to read the book as if I understood the book. (laughs) The whole time, you're sort of trying to work out what you mean, and when you do this with a book, you realize how much better the book could be. You can't go back, but you say, oh, my God, I wish I'd done that differently. (laughs) I realized there were certain words that I pronounce in an English way, and I get them slightly different. I have English kids, and I have American kids, and they all tease me because I sound too American or because I sound too English. There were also some names that I had written down, typed up, many times, but I don't think I'd ever pronounce them. So yeah, there was quite a number of words and moments like that. I've not heard it, if you know what I mean. I spoke it, but I've not heard it. And I probably never will hear it because I just don't think I'd have the nerve to listen to the whole thing. But what I hope is that sometimes there is an intimate voice, an amusing voice, as well as a sort of a reading voice in it. I would hope that's there. My dream narrator would be Alistair Cook. I grew up in Britain listening to Alistair Cook's Letter from America, which was a very popular radio show. And then later in life, I met and became friendly with Alistair. For me, he had one of the great, great voices. And in fact, if I was asking for a cup of tea, or asking a woman whether she'd come out with me. I would want Alistair Cook to do the asking. My favorite audiobook would be Eric Larson's The Devil in the White City, which is about the World's Fair in Chicago, the immense work that went into preparing it, but it's cross cut with the story of a serial killer who was working in Chicago at the same time. I've never read it, but my wife and I heard the book driving down to LA and back from San Francisco. But I absolutely loved it very much.
0: Hi, this is Will Hunt. I'm the author of Underground, a human history of the worlds beneath our feet. I wrote this book because I have been weirdly obsessed with underground spaces since I was a kid. When I was 16 years old, I discovered an abandoned train tunnel that ran directly under my house in Providence, Rhode Island. And ever since then, I've been traveling all over the world and exploring underground spaces, caves and catacombs and tombs and tunnels and trying to understand what about these spaces enthralls me and what they mean to humanity. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be intimate. Over the course of this process, I was struck by a kind of new relationship I developed with the book. It's like a weird process of engaging with the language on a sentence level and thinking about the stresses and intonations and cadences of every word you write. It's sort of a, an extraordinary experience. I realized I had trouble pronouncing so many words. Apparently, when I'm drunk and when I record audiobooks, my trashy Rhode Island accent comes out and I slur so many words. <laughs> but in truth, let's see, I had trouble with the word pointillist or "pointalist." The jury is still out. This is a book that incorporates a lot of anthropology, so I was stumbling over the names of tribes in the Amazon and Siberia and in all parts of the world. So there were a lot of pronunciation difficulties, but I I think we did a good job. I think I'm most excited about the end of the book. The last three chapters, I thought, were really good the section of the book that I'm most excited about material-wise, and I also think that I had gotten my narrator's voice down. I was warmed up. I was doing well by the end of the book. I was doing well in the beginning of the book, too. But (laughs) I think my favorite stories from the book are about running the subway tunnels in New York City and encountering the pages written on the walls by Revs. You know, that was kind of my first underground love, and it remains my, my main underground love. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog, I think, would really know what to do with this book. I do listen to audiobooks. I listen to them when I run sometimes. But my strongest connection to audiobooks comes from childhood when when I used to go on really long trips with my family, car trips. And we would listen to Agatha Christie novels, Hercule Poirot on books on tape. And those experiences were just kind of like transcendent reading and listening experiences. They were so wonderful. So that's why I love audiobooks. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio.